The Cheddarcast is a gaming podcast hosted by Broccoli Cheddar Gaming. Our community is hosted in our Discord. Join us today to become a part of the conversation. Links to the Discord, our Twitch, YouTube, the channel Twitter, and our individual Twitters can be found in the description down below. You can email us with questions, comments, concerns, or business inquiries at broccolicheddargaming at gmail.com. The podcast is currently in search for a sponsor. If you're interested in sponsoring us, please send us an email today. Enjoy the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Cheddarcast after... Lord knows how long of a hiatus. We have a new individual joining us. But in terms of the old cast, we have Herp. Yeah, Herp. Dang, y'all was about to say his name. <laughs> and the new Ekis. Ekis, say hi to the people. What's up? Um, Ekid has been in our Discord for how long? Yeah, like, I think two and a half years without being spoken. So, so Ekid is an OG. Um, but welcome back to the Cheddarcast. Yeah, you know I mean, we we took a short break, quote unquote short. Um, but now we are back. Once again, all of our links to the Discord, to our Twitch, and to everybody else's page, if they wanted it, is in the description. But today, as per usual, we got our fire, fire topic. So. Topic number one, Sony is hiring a senior director for PC planning and strategy. Now, everyone I feel like has been expecting this because from Microsoft to Sony, everybody has been fully putting their stuff on PC. So now I ask the fellas, how do you guys feel about this move? Because I think this is Herp top topic. I'm going to start with Herp. Herp, take that first one. Oh, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I think the more games that are on all consoles, like the better. Yeah, all consoles. Because um, especially with the, like the the more the increase in in crossplay, um, I think it's I think it's great. Even though I know like Sony specifically, like the stuff they're bringing out is mainly single player. But still, uh, reaches a wider audience, you know. So I think that's always good. How do you feel about all this? I mean, I thought it was inevitable. I've been talking about this for, like, since before I ever joined the Discord. <coughs> like, it's kind of, the, the console market is such a small portion of gaming at this point, especially when you take in, like, game streaming. People not on your cell phone, you can play a game wherever you want. Like, Sony needed to start broadening their scope. I mean, hopefully they did it soon enough. They're popular enough. I think, uh, what was it, the God of War games that came out on PC sold, like, super well. So they already have the market waiting there for them. I think it's about time that they, you know, stop forcing people to buy their hardware to play their games and kind of broaden their scope for where games can be taken. It'll be going to be good, I think, for Sony. And maybe I'll finally actually play Sony games, because I don't remember the last one I played. Now, I'm going to... I do agree with you guys 100% now the main critique that I have seen is you know the the length of time from God of War because that that was the big big um one that everybody talks about because God of War being a Sony exclusive do you guys think that the length of time from when the game is released versus to when they come out to PC do you guys think that will cause any issues like, you know, because age, game, 
the gaming scene, I don't want to say moves quick, but isn't the slowest scene. So, how do you guys feel about the argument about them taking too long to bring P uh, PlayStation exclusives on a PC? I mean, it would depend on how long they do take in the end. Like, I mean, especially on PC, you've got, like, just look at the indie market. There is a constant stream of games coming out. You know, you buy a game for 15 bucks, play it for 20 hours, and then you get a new indie game. Pay 15 bucks, play for 20 hours. So there's a lot of times when, like, you're waiting for that big AAA release before you, you know, throw 60 bucks on one game and put who knows how many hours into it. So if they want to compete, I guess, with other companies releasing day one on PC, they might want to think about at least one here or there that's day one release on PC as well as PlayStation. Or, you know, release on PC at a lower price point. So, you know, instead of paying 60 bucks for a two-year-old game, maybe you'd pay 40 bucks and, like, hype more people to try it out. But I guess it also depends on the hype behind the game, so it's kind of a wait-and-see sort of thing. Okay, Herb? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. There, there, there are a lot more options for, for PC players in terms of games. Like, there's just a... a just like steam so I, I could see people just like ignoring it too late thinking it's like oh but i don't know i think in terms of like technology it might not be too bad until like maybe everyone just buys like everything different and they'll be like oh but yeah, i don't know I, I kind of agree with you kid on this one i do I agree with him on a point because I think this is this is how I think you know like like how Edge said with the whole indie scene and there's always indie games coming out even on PlayStation there's always um new indie games that drop every time the store updates so but I it's it's the whole length like don't get me wrong God of War is great I'm not gonna sit here and lie God of War um. Horizon, even though I couldn't get into Horizon, they're great. They're all good games. But I just, with with how new games are constantly coming out, I I see why Sony does want to push toward that. But and 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 I understand the moves they're making, getting a senior director to handle all that. But it's just like they have to start pushing out. Exclusive games that are closer toward that release. Maybe not, you know, maybe not do it right away, I should say. Maybe they shouldn't have it be like uh, when the game comes out on uh, PS5 if, if it's natural. But it should be at least be like a year. Two, two, three-year-old games, I don't think you should. I mean, half of them, of course, but. I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't really know how, like, the development cycle works. But it could just be that them trying to port something to PC for the first time just took them a long time. And yeah. they just had no, like, official... So the hiring is key, right? Um, like, they had no, like, official dude who was like, hey, we need to do this. Because, like, PC ports have, have a reputation of being constantly something up. Sometimes. So, well, <laughs> well, I say sometimes. <laughs> so, um, I, I can imagine why they 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 might have taken their time on on the stuff that they they've released so far 
right? I, I, I don't know if there were, I, I think there were some problems with Verizon and Edison at this time. But I don't remember really hearing any, any bad news about that at all. I was about to say, I, di- I didn't hear anything about Verizon or Goddison. I, I thought they came out pretty alike. There might have been like some minor bugs, but yeah. I didn't hear nothing crazy. Yeah. I just, I think I remember seeing like, like glancing through Reddit or some shit. There was, there was something about Horizon being a little buggy. Nothing like being built in. But there are some I games mean, that are ported to PC that are just total garbage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and colloquially, like, I still haven't played Horizon or God of War. Like, by the time they're released on PC, I just didn't care. I mean, to be fair, I haven't played a God of War game since probably PlayStation 2. Yeah. So it's it's not an IP that I really care about in general. But that's but what I'm saying, though. But that's why I'm saying, like, if, if you had gotten God of War... A year after it had got it had came out on uh, PS4, when I think you would have been more inclined to buy it. Possibly, you I'm, I'm asking you. Possibly, a year still seems kind of long. Like, I don't know. It's like by the time it's been out for a year, I could have watched the entire game playthrough on YouTube or Twitch like four or five times, and then what's the point of me playing it at that point? Like, there's only a few games, at least for me, that I might that I, like I enjoy watching and playing. But a lot of these single-player games, if I'm not like, if I don't want to spend money to buy it, I'll just watch someone else play it and I'm not on board. So. But couldn't you say that for any game, regardless oh yeah. of the year? You, you Definitely, but if, I mean, but if I have mm-hmm. to wait a year to play it, then I'm most likely just going to watch someone else play it if I'm interested in it. You are more incentivized. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The other, the other problem with single-player games taking that long to like everything to release is just the scope. Like you're just inevitably gonna see something split, whether it's like something major or just something minor. You know, like it's 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 hard. <laughs> it's hard to avoid spoilers, especially if you're like in those gaming moods where you're playing something and you're like, oh. Never forget when um I was I was talking shit to Sanguine. and I was like um, well the. The, this wasn't a year. This is the game that just came out. But I remember, um, I thought Sangin was behind me, so I went to go jump in in the uh, stream. Broccoli Cheddar Gaming. I mean, links in the description once again. Yeah, but yeah. you goddamn right. But I went and checked the stream, and <laughs> he, I, spoiler alert. Even though the game's been out for too fucking long now, but um, he he had the um blades. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even up to that part yet. It was like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, like, stuff like that you can't avoid because yeah. the game's been out for so long. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like, even in the article, it's saying put Bloodborne on PC. Like, there's games that I feel like maybe, like, six to, six, six to 12 months. I feel like if you can get the game on there from six months, between that span, I think PlayStation would hit it because I think they would get, of course, their their exclusive sales, and then they would get the PC sales. I feel like that's the perfect time, but I just don't see Sony doing it because it's too close to when the game came out. And I feel like they're trying to use this as more of an older game to get money from the older games. That's what I feel like they're trying to do, which is smart. Yeah, I mean, actually, in the case of Bloodborne. There could be those occasional games where people don't really care how long it's been. They just want to play it. Because I've got a few friends on PC who have just been waiting for Bloodborne to come to PC. So there could at least be that occasional game where they can take as long as they want and they'll end up getting some sales. But still probably not a good idea to wait too long. 
I wouldn't doubt if they release Bloodborne on PC tomorrow that they'd probably get a ton of sales. A lot of people wait for that. For some reason, Dark Souls is huge, so. I'm talking about for some reason. Explain that. Like, mean for some honestly, reason? dude, I, I think hate Bloodborne it. come out on PC, I'd probably buy it again. <laughs> I, just, I, I hate Bloodborne Souls so games. Good. Uh, I can't stand it. It's just rage games to me. I don't play rage games. I gotta spend an hour fighting the same boss over and over again, losing repeatedly until I finally memorized his move sets enough to beat him. Uh, no, I'm not playing that game. I hate it. Did you like Monster Hunter? No, I'd never ended up okay, playing it. I had a friend who had me on the verge of buying it, and then he was talking about how he and his friends spent three hours fighting a boss and then didn't beat him the night before. I'm like, no, you guys, you have fun with that. I'm not joining. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey yo, I I, I never forget. It wasn't even on, like, the hard boss. It was, like, on one of the, um, like, one of the more beginning area bosses. It was, like, one of those. Yo, I spent, like, four hours on that one shit. And people kept telling me to just level up and, and uh, take my time and level up. And I just kept going at him, and eventually I beat him. And, and my brother came into the room, and he was like, you spent four hours on that boss? Oh, my God. What are you doing? Just level up. I was like, I don't want to. I just want to go through. That's why it took you four hours, huh? I know. That's the exact reason why it took me four hours. I was sweating, too. I'm not going to lie. Dude, you're like that type of dude who would go through, like, a Souls game and be like, nah, I don't want to level up. Play I am through, that type. Play through a quarter of the game at level five. All right. I have another friend like that. He was playing uh, Elden Ring and didn't even realize you could level up. Like, he'd beaten a few bosses, but he was fighting, uh, what's that dude on the bridge? He wasn't getting washed? Margaret. Like he was getting destroyed? Margaret, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, no, he was getting destroyed, and that was the problem. And finally, we mentioned something about how he leveled his character, and he was like, wait, you can level? <laughs> and then he beat the shit out of Margaret or Margaret or whatever his name is. <laughs> but that's, he's that's, that's because he memorized those skill moves. That's what he, it was. He just got fucked up so much. Yeah, he'd been playing for quite a few hours and had no idea that he was technically stronger than he was. <laughs> Man, that's so sad. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's less that I I didn't know that I didn't have to level up. It's more the fact that I was so hard headed because he told me I couldn't beat him at the level I was at. So I kind of I wanted to prove my point that I could do it. So when I did do it and I did kill the monster, it was like a yeah fuck you. But it also took me four or five hours to do this shit. And it was 1 a.m. in the morning and I had to work at nine. <laughs> so, Jeez. I, yeah. Um, any remaining uh. Questions, comments, anything like that before this Sony is hiring senior directors for PC? No, it's good news. No, yeah, it's Hope good it works news. out well. I, I, I agree. Hope it fails. <laughs> Always gotta be that guy, people. You goddamn right. As, as, as Dano said, there has to be a balance. Hey, I'd be down for playing a Spider-Man game for $10 bucks. Yeah, why not? Swing around for a little bit, man. Spend enough Swing money on my around. PC. <laughs> they, they can bring the mountain to Muhammad. I'm not going to the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, Valve ha has lost its bid to end antitrust case over, over their Steam gaming platform. Now, um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The only one who has some idea... All of us here read it, but some of us have a better understanding of it than others. So I'm going to let Ekid 
bust the whole thing down, and then he will comment on that. Uh, all right, Edward, take yeah. that. Please. So, so basically, how I understood it was what, like back in November when this was first brought up, uh, the judge over the case had decided that you know the evidence didn't show any sort of like uh, bad faith on the end of Steen, and then recently he kind of went back on it. Um, so what? Steam was accused of is because they're such a huge distributor of games um, that they kind of do price fixing when it comes to developers and publishers who release their games on their platform um, to the extent where like if you're selling a game for 40 bucks on Steam it must be sold for 40 bucks everywhere else as well if you have it on sale on another website then it also has to be on sale on Steam like they're kind of uh, apparently officially and unofficially kind of forcing these companies to make sure that no matter where they're selling it's the same price on Steam. So I guess that means like it doesn't give any other company an upper hand over Steam so they couldn't like put their game for sale on Epic and then get more people to buy it on Epic instead of Steam where they'd have to put it on sale on Steam as well. Uh, which technically I guess isn't legal. Um, so if they do decide to put an antitrust on Steam uh, that would limit how they're allowed to regulate like prices for their games they distribute on Steam. Um, so it's kind of a, a strange case. If, according to the article we were reading, the same thing happened to Apple because they were doing a uh, similar sort of price fixing on the App Store, uh, requiring that people you know have to sell it for the same price everywhere they are, so that more people didn't I guess buy Google phones as opposed to a, an iPhone or something like that. But yeah, it looks like like Steam might be getting hit with this in the future. I guess it depends on yeah. I, mean, I don't know how dumb this guy's name is. Kuhnauer or something like that. Uh, how he decides to move forward with this, um, but it just seems like you know Valve has been kind of swinging their uh, their big game huevos and kind of forcing people to focus on Steam as opposed to you know maybe wanting to get more people on a different platform where they can get a, a bigger cut of their sales. Because, um, I mean, a big part of it is Steam gets, what, like 30% of any sale on Steam, which means if they yeah. keep people buying on Steam, well, then they end up making more money off of these games than possibly the companies that live on another platform that take a small commission. So. Oh. So, oh, okay. Because how you were explaining it before, it made it seem like this was... Because how... From what I gather from it, th what what there what the whole problem was was that if if you had a sale on one website, you had to put it on Steam, right? No, 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 no. It's just okay. It's, it's basically Steam trying to keep developers from giving another company uh, more of a chance to make sales on Steam. Like, yeah, they want it to okay. be an, an equal playing field, which is somewhat understandable from Steam's perspective. But, I mean, if you've got, like, a new company that's distributing games comes out that only takes, like, a 15% commission off of the sale of a game, um, and the new, and the dev company is like, well, let's, you know, market 15% off on that site and try to get some more sales, and then they get more money off of it, even at a discounted price, Steam's like, well, you also need to make it 15% off on Steam, that way, you know, more people will more likely buy it on Steam since they already have it than moving to this new site. So it's kind of like they're somewhat bullying to keep more people buying on Steam um, by making sure that no matter where a, a game that's on Steam is being sold, it's the same price across the board. So it's like taking away the uh, the 
relationship for developers to be competitive against? No, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I understand that, and 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 I get that that being in, in this situation is a big thing, but I don't, I don't, I, I see this as, as like a fair. I don't see that as like something that I would think that they were losing because that seems like a, a balance. Of, I, I get that Steam is the bigger platform, that the more advertised platform. Everybody knows Steam. If if you're a gamer, you know about Steam. I get that, and I get you want the smaller markets to make their money too. But I think that that sounds fair. Um, I guess it depends, really. Like. Mm. Because again, it's it's like if um, uh-huh. say like you get a, a big box store that moves into a town, and there's like a, a mom and pop store that's been you know like part of the community for fifty years or something like that, and then the big box store you know no official contract or anything, but it's saying like hey we're selling this product for this price you should be doing the same, as kind of a way of you know making sure that the option is the exact same for customers possibly getting more people to go to the big box store because they have more stuff and it's like hey I can get that for the same price anyway it's it's kind of like strong arming developers to kind of cut out these these other distributors so I guess it depends on what the judge says it doesn't seem like they're they're pushing that hard it's mainly just making sure that that the the playing field is equal for steam it's also like how big steam is do they really need the power to make things equal or should they not have a say in they sell their games on their platforms i guess it's kind of like should steam control the market or should it be an open market is i guess what the judge is is trying to decide because apparently in november he thought their case was ridiculous like we lose instantly on steam's side and then with more yeah that's because that's the side i'm on yeah with more time he's kind of changed his mind it seems or at least he's considering the other side um so there might be stuff that we don't really know about yet it depends i guess on what they're, what he said, uh, they have, uh, I, I can't find the actual article, give me the article, but he's got, like, tech, they have policy, and then, quote-unquote, not policy, of them just, like, you know, sending an email to someone saying, hey, don't do this, I guess it depends on, you know, what the type of language they're using when it comes to their non-policy, of how they're trying to convince people. I think it's called unwritten rules, I think they say. There we go, thank you. Yeah, unwritten rules, that's what it is. Uh, Herp, before I go off on my tangent, what do you think about all this, Herp? I don't know. I, like, I don't, I haven't read much into it, but from what you guys are saying, I don't, I don't see, well, I guess probably a lot of what Tech has said, um, about not knowing all the information, you know, it's just, like, not really understanding it, I guess, but even if you were... Even if you weren't restricted by that, and you sell your game at a lower price, I guess, because it, it, like that's what they're talking about, right? Selling it at a lower price, a lower price on another, um, like e- like Epic, like is that what you were saying? Yeah, basically. So even if they got, like, e- even if Epic took less of a percentage, they would still be making less money. Selling it at a lower price. Yeah. I don't know how to math that. I guess I guess it depends on what the lower price is. Because I mean, yeah. say your game's twenty bucks, Steam gets 
30% of that, and then you sell it on Steam for 25 bucks, or excuse me, Epic for 25 bucks, but Epic only takes 10% of that. So mm. you're technically making more money off the Epic sale. Yeah, but you're you're charging more than that. Well, no, no, I mean, I no, they're charging the same. 25. No, yeah, no, they're oh, charging okay. the same. Okay. Yeah, so like you take five dollars off on the Epic one, but Epic has such a lower uh, uh, percentage base. that they take that maybe you, the developer ends up making more money. But I think the mm-hmm. idea behind Steam is just to kind of keep they want people on Steam, obviously. So by making sure it's the same price across all, it makes people less likely to you know download another launcher just to buy a Hold on. game. Well, because like, like if I'm starting to see the problem with this. If if a game Go is ahead. the same price all across the board, like you're obviously just going to use the most like used. Um, like what are they called? Steam? You you just said it. I forgot. Platform distributed. Yeah, whatever that. Like if if, if a fucking game is on Steam for twenty bucks and then it's on Epic or Origin, I don't know why I keep using Origin, um, or like Xbox or like the Microsoft Store, like I, I feel like I would just go to Steam, just like straight up, like yeah. I wouldn't even bother with any of the other launchers. Um, and I think that's part of what the lawsuit, or at least what kind of changed the judge's mind, uh, is because it it kind of takes away from the free market. Like if yeah, if Steam is kind of bullying these devs into making sure that they keep their prices fixed, then that gives Steam like. The, ha- the leg up just because they're so big. Yeah. It's like if they can't sell their, their game cheaper on a different platform, then that platform is not going to be used as much. So, I mean, I, don't, I mean, I like Steam. Most of my games are on Steam, mm-hmm. but it does seem kind of like strong-arming the entire industry is, isn't really the best move. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, everybody shits on Epic and everybody's like on Origin, but, um, like, but I, I feel like Okay, so what? Who cares if there's another launcher? If the game is on both launchers, it doesn't really matter. It's it's when like fucking Origin makes their launcher and it's like you can only play our games here, you know, or whatever. But like, well, I might yeah, get some hate for this, but I actually don't hate Epic as much these days. When I first downloaded neither. it, it was garbage. But yeah. at this point, they've updated enough that it's not bad. Like it's not yeah, as good as Steam is, but it's far better than Origin. Far better than yeah. Uplay. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, you plays horrible. You yeah, plays the Rockstar, the, the Rockstar One, whatever they call it, that's garbage. So like Steam Beasley, the best, and then Epic's like, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I don't mind having Epic. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind having Epic either. Like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. They also give out a lot of free games. They do. They do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got games that. I, I got a shit ton of games on, on Epic right now. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even downloaded. I know. I've, I've I only bought like my library. I've only bought like two or three games on Epic, but I've got a huge library. <laughs> I don't even think I have like my credit card on Epic. So yeah, I don't either. Free I games because <laughs> yo, they gave me GTA Five for free. Like yeah. that was the one thing I kind of got it for was to was to buy GTA Five. And the next month, GTA Five fifty dollars free game. I said, bro, shit, fuck me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to buy it no more. Yeah. But um, so now that I heard what what Eckie was saying, when I first heard it, I was like, that seems pretty fair right because at one point i was like yeah i don't see why not steam could i don't see why steam wouldn't add to that but now that i'm thinking about it this is this is how i'm viewing it remember when um the the sony store um the main reasons why a lot of people switched over to pc 
was because at one point the Sony store wasn't having the sales that that it does now. Um, I don't want to say it wasn't having as good of sales, but the sales back then weren't weren't as as good as they are now. I'll just say that. So Steam was dominating because of the Steam sales, you know, the summer sales, the fall sale. That's why a lot of people went to PC because it's just cheaper to game. So now that I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it from, okay, now that the shoe's on the opposite foot, now Steam is trying to say, all right, if you have it for $15 on the Epic Store, then it has to be $15 on, on Steam. Okay, that seems a little unfair. Because yeah. doesn't seem like you a are choice the bigger that, planet. Yeah, yeah it doesn't You're seem like planet. a choice that Valve should really be able to have. Yeah. Like if, if they want to write up a specific contract with a specific developer saying that they keep their prices fixed and the developer signs that contract then that makes sense but if they're doing some just like kind of shady backdoor dealings to try to keep the prices the same that doesn't seem quite right like especially if the developer didn't you know specifically agree to do that and steam's just kind of pushing their stuff around because it's like well fine if you want to sell it for cheaper there it's not on steam anymore i mean that's that's a big hit not just that. It's it's not even just that. If if you think about it, it's not competitive. Yeah. Like because because the whole point of of you know <laughs> the whole point of America of of America is to be a prototype free market. That's not you. You're pretty much blocking off everybody else from coming up because you're saying you have to match our prices. You can't. You can't. You can't be ten dollars off on your website because then then you have to be ten dollars off on our website. It's just not fair. Yeah. Cause how cause how are you supposed to compete? That's the reason as to why Steam blew up. Cause I think everybody here that's currently on this podcast knows Steam used to be shit. Oh it used yeah. To be horrible. It took me a while to download it. It was just another yeah. DRM as far as I was concerned. Yeah, Steam used to be absolute dog shit, and then with time and the Steam sales. And, and the competition between Microsoft and Sony and PC coming PC coming back is because of, of of how of how cheap they were. Yeah. So also now St- that uh-huh. Steam had Steam had a bit of an upper hand because that was also around the times when like uh, each individual publisher started making their own versions of DRMs and they were all just horrible. And then Steam mm-hmm. offered a, a simpler one. At first, it wasn't great because. You know, you had to be connected to the internet to download your game and then to at least activate it, I guess. Like, you had to be online at least once, whereas there were still games where you don't have to be connected to the internet at all. You just put the game in, type in your little code, and then you have the game, period. Some people didn't like that. But then DRMs started changing to where, like, you had always online DRMs for single-player games, or you had to connect to some service that didn't work half the time to activate your game, so you spent three days after you buy your game before you could actually play it. And then Steam offered like a, a simple way of doing that, which meant people kind of started leaning towards it. And then, of course, they started blasting sales out every two weeks, and everyone decided to run out of their physical games. Hmm. And to be fair, at, at one point, Steam really was the face of the company. Like, let's, like they, they were making... Those Steam sales used to be glorious. <laughs> they still occasionally have glorious ones, but not quite as glorious as they used to be. <laughs> and that's, a, that's, that's because they became the top dog. That's why. Yeah. I mean, Steam I mean, is still my place to get games. I think I have uh, a little over 800 games on Steam at this point. But, you know, that's a low number, apparently. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I know some people who have like two thousand on hand. I mean, I don't know. Like, if I if I had all the games that I've ever played, like in PS One Up, I might have like two thousand. No, but that's from PS One Up. Yeah. Because because if 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 you count from when I started playing the games, <laughs> and, and you count the PS Two collection that I had that reached the top of, of my fan floor, like I like like I I had two stacks of PS Two games that touched my second floor. So if 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 you include those, I definitely have over like a thousand on hand. But I'm I'm, not, I'm just including pure Steam games. Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I think I got like a hundred, <laughs> like uh, maybe two hundred. So it's just, it's just you know. I see, I see the argument now. Before I didn't, but but I see it. Yeah. I can see as to why they brought it back on the fourth, and as to why they're leaving it now, because it, it definitely seems a little fucked up. I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody got their final comments in? Yep. Yeah. Stop it, Steam. Don't be bullied. Stop the bullying, Steam. <laughs> I'm the bully. But if you do bully, at least make your game fun. I don't mind that part. Overwatch 2. Man, oh, man. So I've been, I've been hearing shit about Overwatch 2 since... They've been talking about releasing Minecraft Legends just because of the fact that there's not going to be anything relatively new except for PvE and story. Now, in this case, we're talking about the beta. And apparently the fans are not very happy about the roles and about how the game runs. So, from from what I have heard, like, from what people have have told me, it doesn't feel like a beta. It, it feels like a full they don't shoot different, you know. There's a few map changes. Um, we see, of course, we got new maps. We got, <laughs> from what I've heard, we got one or two new characters. But they said um, that based upon the beta, that you should that this should be called o- Overwatch One Point Five. Now, me being a Two K guy, although I can't talk for Steam and shit like that. Two K nineteen and Two K. There wasn't shit. There wasn't a change in 2K. So, I shouldn't talk the most shit. But I can tell you now, Blizzard is definitely one of the craziest companies I know of to ever try to release a game that doesn't have anything to the name. Like, I don't even think there's much graphical changes to it, if any. It's just a, it's just a new map and, and maybe a story and some PvE. How do you guys feel about it? Toss it to Kurt to kick it off. Uh, man, I stopped playing Overwatch a long time ago. Man, I, I don't know. I, re- I remember when Overwatch first came out, and it was like you could play copied heroes. You could have a, a team with like six fucking junk rats or some shit. Now it's now it's <laughs> now it's only five players per team, and what like each like each like like what two attacking slots, two support slots. One tank slot. Is that what it is? And it's like, man, that just seems like not a good move. Like, like it's it seemed like when it when it first came out, it was like more casual, and now they're like trying to make it 
just joking. He's like, man, some people just want to play this fucking music for me. Like, I, I stopped playing it for that. I was just fed up. I got, I got sick of it. I got sick of going into a lobby just wanting to chill out. And, like, just, just like a fucking casual lobby and people just screaming at me that I'm playing a shit character. And it's like, okay, I'm done. But the fact that they're, I mean, I know it's a beta, right? So, like, you have to, you have, apparently you have to lower your expectations for a beta. But it's like, dude, there's hardly any changes. One new character. You, you reduce team size. Limit the tank. I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't see how it's going to be successful. I mean, I, I, I don't know how it's been lately. But last time I, I saw anything about Overwatch, it, it was declining. So I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't see how this is. This is like Overwatch 2 was supposed to like reinvigorate, right? Like make it make it a new game kind of. Um, well, not quite remake, but you know, uh, bring people back. I don't, I don't see that happening yet. Yeah. And, and also, they didn't try to make a new game plan either. They could just go into the void. They could just collapse. Pretty fucking quick. Well, they got they totally got rid of the casual feel of the game, you know. I don't know. That's my opinion. Which makes you wonder why they wouldn't just have like a different mode that forced you to play it a certain way. Maybe they were worried there wouldn't be enough players to play both modes. But I mean, if people are wanting to play Overwatch, but you know they want a whole team of the same character and they just want to switch it out with their friends. I don't know why there couldn't just be like a casual mode with less strict rules. Well, like along that's those lines. that's. I really think that Overwatch Two would be where they would try that out. You if think? They, if they forced one to be so strict, having a beta for a new game gives them all sorts of flexibility to try new stuff out and see how people like it. But it just like seems kind of a, a waste a waste of their time, at least in a beta that's kind of has the same problem as Rainbow Six basically. Yeah, and the and the shitty thing is, is uh, I don't know how it is now I haven't played it recently the last time I played it they had like these weekly game modes or like daily game modes that would change and it was like they had game modes where it was like oh you could be whatever character you want you know so you could go back to like when Overwatch started and have like six junk rats or six warhawks or whatever um, but it's like that was just like a limited time event that you could only do certain days or certain weeks and it's so I feel like if you just 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 make the casual playlist a li- like just a casual fucking playlist, like let just people do whatever they want. If they want to be like six fucking attackers, like who gives a shit? Like you know what it is? Fucking game. You know what it is though? I feel like even if you did make like a casual lobby, the hardcore players wouldn't want to be on there. Cause cause think about it like this, right? I'll use a game. That, that probably has that similar, like, Rocket League. I could play in casual Rocket League all day, and I would still find the same raid pads that are supposed to be in ranked on, on unranked, or casual. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even if you do do something like that, you can try to make it as casual as you want to be, but there will always be those competitors, those people that want to win, and people that are toxic that can't handle losing. I mean, you're gonna find yeah, but even every then, every multiplayer game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't avoid that. 
But even then, oh. like, at least you'll get to play the game you want to play, instead of being forced to play a way you may not enjoy as much, and then have to go up against the sweats that make you miserable. At least mm -hmm. in the other mode, you can play how you like, and it's a little bit harder to deal with than playing the DS. Because, I, I, I mean... Me, I've never played Overwatch. Like, I was a fan of CSGO for a while, and Overwatch was kind of a... Like, I didn't I didn't really want character powers and all that weird shit. Like, I just wanted to get, be given a gun and go shoot people. Uh, and that was fun for me. But the thing that I think is weird about this whole story is just, like, how they basically re-released the same game with a little bit. Like, that might work for fighting games, because fighting games are very formulaic, like, you know what to expect. But if you've got this competitive shooter with all these special classes and you're labeling your game the second game, like, you should really only have maybe a couple characters from the first game and then all new characters, all new maps, like, it should be a second game. It mm -hmm. just seems really weird that they're just releasing the same game with the number two. Like, for example, there's probably never going to be an Apex Legends 2, and if there is, it'll most likely be all different characters. They just keep updating that game. When they want more characters, they add more characters. Like, it's it's just a strange move, I think, for them to re-release the same game and slap a 2 on it and say it's number 2. Yeah, and there might have been, like, false expectations. Because they said, like, when they announced that they were going to make Overwatch 3, that, oh, it's just going to be the same game. Like, they, they literally said that. There's going to be some minor changes and, like, maybe some new characters. But some stuff in Overwatch 2, you won't be able, like, you won't be able to use it. And you won't be able to access it if you only have Overwatch 1. That's yeah. why I couldn't really be mad at them. Because they blatantly said, like, what, like, rough work. Nah, you should have canceled. Like, <laughs> like if, if they had lied and be like, nah, we don't have this, that, and the third. And it wasn't fair. All right, I'd be a little outraged. But they are blatantly pretty much telling us to your face, we're not announcing shit. Don't ask us to change it. We're going to give you all a new map, a new character. And that's it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I do think they under-delivered, though. I think they said there was going to be, like, a third expansion. But I, I Which could there be could be. I mean, it's the beta, so who knows. Yeah, that's I true. Feel like, I feel like you the you entire the reason... They could show that? They could show that in the beta, though. It may, not, may not be ready yet, though. I well, if it's, a, it's a beta. Not necessarily. Yeah. It's a beta. I mean, beta is, yeah. is such a wide range these days. Yeah, that, like, but I don't think, beta I don't could think be it's that kind of beta. Just out of alpha, and then by the time you're at the end of beta, you have the close to finished game. Like I don't know, that that'd be kind of a time thing to me. I feel like the the whole reason why they're making an Overwatch two is everyone who's gonna buy Overwatch has bought it already, and now mm -hmm. they just want to get some more money. Yeah. Um, which means I feel uh, like the better option would have been to move to like a free to play model, as much as everyone hates those, but something that could make them keep making money off of it instead of what I don't know based on what little I know, it just feels more like a cash grab than anything else. Do they still have those, like, fucking loot boxes? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm gonna be honest with you, it'd be one thing if, if you said that, but they showed this off on Twitch. The girls on, uh, Twitch. Like, yeah. this is a video that was shown to people. So, I think this is pretty much close to being done. I'm not, like, I don't, that's not something a company I feel like would do, is, is to have people play it and then show it off on Twitch. Like, I'm not gonna play this game. I I think that game is gonna come out soon. I mean, they so they could have just hidden those assets. I mean, that make it worse because if it comes out broken, then it's definitely gonna be a problem. Cause that means you hid it. This is actually a good example of why I almost never participate in betas anymore. It's because either you 
get that sour taste in your mouth because it's not what you were expecting. And then when it comes out, it's not what you played, but you already kind of, you already lost your interest in it. Or it's pretty much the release, the fully released game. You do all your playtime that you feel like playing, and then you never buy it when it comes out. So I kind of, I shy away from betas for things like that. Yeah, I like betas for like multiplayer games. Yeah, like not so much single player games. Like I, I can, I can pass on single player. Like I played that Battlefield. What is it? Twenty forty two. Is that what it is? Dude, that beta was ass. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Like, come on. Come on. Didn't, didn't um, somebody in our Discord bought that though, right? Who bought that? Was it Vuitton? Was it Vuitton? Might, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was. Just, uh, yeah, I think it was him. I think he was trying to get everyone else to buy it. No one yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> and he like a crackhead. He was yeah. the only one that bought that game for fifty dollars. He or, or was it seventy nine? He bought it on PC know. though, right? Yeah. He still looked like a crackhead. I don't, yeah. I don't see what he looked like. Nah. <laughs> Crackhead in LA. Uh, uh, not buying that shit. <laughs> but, yo, go, going back to Overwatch. They, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they said that um the number... Okay, so, so they said that the number of weeks is 1.5 million to 15,000. Because nobody wanted to watch Overwatch 2. <laughs> yeah, that gave me a, a good chuckle. Like, they wanted their that free key for the beta, and then they didn't give a shit about watching it anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm not going to lie. If, as a company, you got to look at that like, yo, those are weak ass fuckers in the game. <laughs> like, Although you brought up, uh, it just reminded me, you brought up um, Rocket League earlier. Um, we were talking about, you know, different game modes. But Rocket yeah. League kind of this problem that Blizzard's having right now, they, the uh, team over at Psyonics, or I don't know if they're still Psyonics, I know they got bought they're out by Epic. They're not Psyonics anymore. They got yeah. bought out. But, but they, um, they had said however long ago that they had no plans of ever releasing another Rocket League and that they'd just keep updating this same game for as long as people play it, which seems like, you know, the smart move to go. They also, they went free-to-play a couple years back for that same reason. Like, I feel like Overwatch should have been taking notes from other games in the industry, and instead of taking this endeavor, had just kind of looked at how they can just keep updating Overwatch, and if it's, if it's like I think, and it's more of a cash grab, like, they haven't seen Overwatch sales in forever, and now they want more sales again, they really should have just switched to a free-to-play model or something like that. Like, easy way to get more people playing, easy way to get money out of the players that are already playing, like, it just, it's such a strange thing in modern gaming for this game to even exist in my opinion. I have a quick question. It's it's Activision Blizzard, right? Yeah. Which uh, is also see? Microsoft. Like they bought out Activision yeah. Blizzard. Yeah, so so I have a quick question and then uh, this is this is me. But that don't I'm gonna stretch my own authority on this, okay? Do you guys think because of how I Call of Duty didn't do necessarily bad. Do you guys think because of how rough Call of Duty has been in the water that this is this is Activision Blizzard or Microsoft's way of trying to recoup, like using Overwatch 2 as a way to bring some money back in, but obviously it's not working because everybody's like, this is too many games. Because Call of Duty has been going out of business. Same thing with Battlefield. So, I mean, 
quite possibly, yeah. As far as I know, financially, they're not really hurting these days, but there could be, like, the writing on the wall where they see sales are dropping, and they're just worried about not dropping further. Because, I mean, I, I don't play Call of Duty games. I did try out their Battle Royale, and it's easily one of the worst Battle Royales I ever played. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, defi it definitely could be, you know, that they're a bit worried about sales in the future. That's, I think this whole game itself is just a cash grab, but I don't know about if it's company-wide worries or just, you know, they have an IP that's popular and they're trying to get more money off of it. I'm not sure. That's a good point. Um, I think they just needed to look at look at seeds. Like, I know, I know, like, when this exclusion... I don't know if it's, like, dropped in player count. I know I stopped playing it a long time ago. But, dude... Rainbow Six Siege just keeps releasing operators. They keep releasing maps. They're they're not making another Rainbow Six, so or they're not making another Siege. So and, and they've just they've just keep kept updating the game over and over. I just don't get why Overwatch didn't have it, because like they have the same thing. Like uh, Siege has has a fucking new you know those loot boxes thing that people pay money for. They're, they're pretty much the same exact fucking game, but obviously, you know, using different special abilities and all this fucking shit. The abilities they're coming out with are really fucking weird. But I don't know if it's it's crazy because like they're they're pretty much exactly the same, right? They they pretty much the they same same graphics, quality, same uh, gameplay, same feel. I mean, they're they're both they they both geared their games over time to be esports, right? Except Siege is like, I don't know if, is Siege more successful than esports than Overwatch? I feel like it might be. Uh, it's, it's lasted longer probably. Because Overwatch, uh, FIFA was on, was on live to Twitch and flashed out. Yeah. Pretty fast. While Siege has consistently kept their, the, it's Siege to me is like, um, They've constantly been always on esports. Yeah. So. Yes, I agree. You guys don't see that as a problem though, like games oh. becoming infinite. In I. Terms of like. I don't see that as a problem. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, the only problem I have with it when it comes to, like, I don't know, esports kind of driving game development, is like you'd already brought it up earlier. Like sometimes you just want to play to have a little fun and if games are being geared towards you know the esports audience becoming more focused on the competitive version of the game then sometimes you can't just you know hop in with some friends for a little while play for a bit and then you know enjoy yourself you got to worry about making sure that your team's built up a specific way and that everyone's doing their their specific part playing in that team and just like yeah sometimes i just want to mindlessly shoot people and have some fun with my friends. And it's like, it kind of sucks because a lot of like the multiplayer games that have come out are geared for like esports or have been made for esports. It sucks. That was it's actually like, it's like one of my issues. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was going to say that was one of my issues with Rocket League when I, before I quit playing was like 
any one player on an esports team has a problem with something in the game, then they change it for that player. And it's like, man, there's so many people who play this game who aren't esports players who probably disagree with what this guy's saying. Like, he's just, he wants things a certain way because, you know, he makes money off of it. Like, screw it. Who cares? I mean, they make bank off of those esports tournaments and whatnot, so I guess, you know, they follow the money. That's the same problem, I guess, kind of with Apex, is that as soon as, like, a big streamer or uh, an esports player has an issue with, like, the way a character works, they change the character. And all the players are like, no, I love that about it. It's like, well, too bad. Esports dude says you don't like it. So that's really my only problem with the esports thing. Otherwise, I, I can't say I have much of a problem with it. much like you guys said. I have no problem with them turning towards esports as long as you can keep their community calm and, and not have the competitor types dominate the game and, and not have YouTubers influence the game. Um, so, so to that point, I do agree. But it's just, you could always see Overwatch going towards esports. Because of because of how it is, like like how Herb said, um, that um um, what's the game you said, Herb? I'm forgetting now. Thieves. Yeah, thieves. Um, they're both tactical, and they both require a shit ton of teamwork, like League of Legends. Um, they might not be, you know, that same style of game, like like how Herb said, but the concept is the same. So I could always see them going towards that professional game, uh, towards that professional uh, player area, but it just took over so quick, and I think that's the problem. They didn't naturally guide it in, and I was trying to look for, because there was this YouTuber I watched, um, and I, and I was trying to of a game. There you go. Married Player is Tedious. That's it. That's the name. And and he does a, a, a timeline of, of Overwatch all the way from the beta to now. And he has articles that show that um, Blizzard executives and people like that said that Overwatch, they wouldn't force Overwatch to become a esports. They would just let it happen naturally. And then as you go down the timeline and you go through the video, it shows them slowly Regardless of what the uh, committee is saying, whether they want it or not, so I have no problem with them turning towards the esports. But when the community doesn't want it, and you guys are trying to force it down their throat, you guys were already forcing microtransactions, which that's cool because it's a skin from from lack of technology. That's when you lose people. 
advice how you guys go. Now, I want to jump on something else that you guys said. Um, when you guys said these jeans are clinically clinical, but they don't come for these new jeans, right? Like, like Apex Predators. Now, I'm cool with, with doing jeans like that, but wouldn't you want new versions of those jeans with better and improved gameplay? If they can get better, whether it be graphically, whether it be added to story, wouldn't you guys want there to be another game if they can do it better? I mean, they do. Yeah, they they already make it better. Like, over the life of Rocket League, for example, like, the car physics have changed quite a bit from when it first released. Um, Like, the way you interact with the ball has gotten a lot more... Accurate, like it's a bit more of a ball now than like a square where the ball spins as it used to be. Like they are actively improving these games. Um, I don't see why they couldn't continue to do that. Like if they realize that in the future, let's say let's go let's go with Apex this time. Maybe like they discover some new technology to make like hit detection better, um, any, uh, make uh, player models more accurate so that hit boxes line up like almost exactly the player models. They some people may not like it at first because they're so used to the old way of doing it, but if it's better, like if it makes the game better in general, I don't see why they wouldn't just add things like that. Add a better graphics engine, you know, ten years down the road, Apex might look kind of garbage, but if they're always updating, you know, their graphics engine, they're, they're adapting to the new technologies as they come out, like there's no reason you couldn't do that with a that's like that's an always-like game. The only problem I have with that situations like it's them fiddling with it and trying to tweak it or break it like with Ultron and and it's still around with it too much yeah as in the case of Fortnite too arguably um or you get to the point to where it's um that they don't fiddle with it enough, it's just gets to a point to where it's like, we don't want to play it no more. Because you had the same game for, let's, I'm, I'm, this is a exaggeration, but let's say you've been playing Apex Legends for the past seven years. Six or seven years, right? Wouldn't you slowly, eventually want to be like, alright, will there ever be another Apex Legends 2? I guess what would be in an Apex Legends 2 that they couldn't just add to Apex Legends? It could be either a, a new gameplay style, better graphics, because we don't know what the graphics will look seven years from now. Yeah, but I mean, like I was mentioning earlier, they can continually update the game to keep up with whatever the current graphics uh, are. Like, they already have, basically. Like, they added 4K and HDR support and stuff like that to Apex Legends, which they didn't have on release. Game modes, they do those limited time game modes every once in a while. Like, I mean, it's... I don't see why they couldn't keep it up to date. I just, I don't see what... Especially that we're looking at Overwatch 2 right now, and the fact that the second one pretty much literally offers nothing special. I don't know what we would get out of an Apex Legends 2 that they couldn't just add to the game that they already have. That's a fair argument. 
Yeah, I mean, they could add a story mode to Apex Legends. I don't know why they couldn't. Because, because I, because I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I feel like if, if Overwatch could add a story to their first game, they would. But there's a reason why they didn't. And I don't think it's because of the death of the whole genre, or the, the well, that's a whole other thing. I don't think it's because of the decline of the genre. Because I'm gonna be honest, I think if Fortnite added a story, it might be doing better now. And 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 there's a reason why they haven't. Now I'm not saying that every game should have a story. Some games are just better off being open world. Um, Although and Apex might be one of those. So, and I'm pretty sure Apex does have a story, like from the beginning. Well, they they also technically have two story modes because they have Titanfall one and two, which is what Apex is based off of. Titan so no, no, Titanfall I, that also kind of. Uh, I've saying, never actually really played them. Story. <laughs> that doesn't count as a story. Titanfall two, Titanfall was two a bad story. Yeah. 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 But Titanfall one, that 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 was the multiplayer game that had story elements. Yeah. Pretty much what Overwatch was. It had story elements. But okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. Just bring it back to scene for a second. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you, like, look at a video of Siege at launch and look at it now, it's, like, it's literally like they just released a new Siege. Because, like, it's it's so much better just in the, in the quality of it. Haven't they also game. pulled stuff from it, too? Um, like, the stuff that wasn't there. I, I could be wrong. I don't play Siege. That's why I'm asking. They've, they've changed things. So, I mean... I'm assuming they've they've pulled stuff like they told they totally reworked certain operators that came out with the original engine. Um, but the, the 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 thing about Siege that I think makes Siege a, a better game in terms of like um, casual like separating casual from ranked um, is with Siege you have like like you have like quick match. I think I played Siege like a couple weeks ago just to see how it was, and you have like the quick match, which is just like was it best out of three or some shit? Like first they get to three wins and it's super quick. Like there's no like tactical decision. It's just like oh this is where like it's going defense. Oh this is where it is. Choose your operator. Boom, win the game. Right? Really quick. And then there's, like, casual, which is what just regular Siege was, like, a few years ago. And then there's ranked, which is... Ranked used to be different. Ranked used to be what casual was. And ranked now is, like, how they play in, like, fucking esports. So ranked is literally just, like, esport league. Like, it's, there's, like, three separate game modes. Like, one for just, like, super casual quick play shit. And, like, one for just, hey, you want to sort of play more tactical, you know? You want to be a little more serious? Like, here, here, here's the casual. And then there's, like, you have this super hardcore fucking ass sweat over there in ranked. And, I mean, you're always going to get ranked people going into, like, casual games or whatever. But... I th- I think Siege does a good job of, of of separating it out. Like I don't think I don't think Overwatch does does a very good job in that aspect. See, I think my opinion would be probably too costly to ever happen. I think these games that start taking off in the esports or area shouldn't have an esports version. 
So like you have your main game, and then you have the esports game, which might have the more fine-tuned rules and like like they were putting on Overwatch, how you have to play specific um, classes and whatnot. Just make that basically its own separate game. So if someone plays Overwatch a ton and they love it and they think they're good enough to start playing with esports level, they download the esports version and they start playing that with the more sweaty people. And then that way they can make those kind of esports specific changes without hurting the larger player base. But that also means having another dev team specifically for the esports version as well as a support team for it. So like the odds are kind of low. But I, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing something like that in the future where they have, you know, the regular, casual, everyone plays version of the game, and then the competitive, sweaty esports version that's, I guess, a bit more fine-tuned and brought in through very specific type of gameplay. Um, that also could, you know, drive double the sales if they, for some reason, sold the esports version. And also gives those esports players the ability to bitch and moan and, and get the changes they want made, but that doesn't hurt everybody. Who knows if that would ever happen, but it's an idea, I think. I actually like that idea. I like having two separate versions for that. Um, for two sets of people, like, you have one that's a boost level, and the other one that's more just a game, and you play it and play it once in a while, and then if somebody will force you to raise it too hard, like, oh, that's your ass, you shouldn't be able to play it. But, I like that idea better than but uh has has everybody gotten their um points off on the original topic when we did last time with the Overwatch two beta? I think I'll play Overwatch two as much as I played the first one. at least a few matches of the stream. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was going to hit this right off, but I don't have to. That's what I did in Fortnite. <laughs> Man, Sony and Microsoft are so disrespectful to these companies with their ads in their games. Now, I feel like uh, everybody has kind of seen this joke about first case I saw this joke was with 2K, where they had that $175 ad for this, but um, I think, I think with Microsoft, I don't think we free to play, I think with them, they'll, they'll only do kind of free to play, I'm not sure about Sony, but they could also do free to play if they wanted to, oh yeah, yeah, okay, so they're both doing free to play games. How you guys feel about this with the whole microtransaction and now ads being real? How you guys feel about it? I'll start with um, Xbox. Take it away. Alright, so this is probably a take no one would expect me to take. But I'm not, I'm not fully against it. It depends on how they implement the ads. If it's like the loading screen is now an ad for Coke, no, I don't, I don't like that at all. That's ridiculous. But like... But if, say, like, I don't know, I'll, GTA, it wouldn't happen with GTA, but I'll use that as an example anyway. You're driving down the road in GTA, and up on a billboard is an ad for Coke. That's fine with me. Like, that's that's kind of how you've seen being done in, like, movies and TV, 
where you know someone will be holding a can of Coke in a very specific way where you can easily see the label as they take a drink out of it. Just like that kind of low-level marketing. Like stuff like that doesn't bother me too much if they find a good way to implement it into the game to where it doesn't seem like it's forced, then I don't have much of a problem for it. I would even accept like that small square on the main screen that has an ad for something as long as there's not some loud noise coming from it. Um, like the small little ways of advertising, I'm okay with. I mean, they, they want to make their money. You can't stop advertisers from advertising. And considering I work in marketing, I understand the appeal for it. Um, what was it? Dead, uh, Death Stranding? Didn't they also have, like, what was it? Monster Energy Drink, like, yep. everywhere in that game? It was weird, but it, it still wasn't, like, ob obtrusive. Like, you didn't you didn't have to wait through a monster ad. You just saw all the characters drinking it. And, like, that's, that's fine as far as I'm concerned. So it really depends on how they implement it. Uh, I could easily go from being okay with it to burn it all down if they start making those long, unskippable ads in between games. But if it's just kind of that, you know, off to the side, oh, by the way, buy our product, I don't, I don't know that I care too much. All right. Um, yeah, if it's like, if it's only in free-to-play games, and it's just like, fuck, like Fortnite, right? You're just walking around the map, and there's a billboard with Coke on it. I don't think anybody would really give a shit. It'd just be like, oh, fucking ad. Okay. <laughs> but I think I think it could be a problem if they start putting ads on games like the Playstation or Super Nintendo. Like that's 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 where the problems go. But I don't I don't I'm kind of with with Egghead on this. I don't I don't really think there's an issue if it's free to play. Um, as long as they're not just like fucking in your face like just taking up the whole screen you know all those little fucking like you know those ads you see on like cable and they're like just in the bottom corner and it's like somebody like walking up yeah. <laughs> and just like it's like it's like totally silent there's no sound but they're like yeah and they're like pointing down at like fucking letterings or like their show or whatever and it's like I, I don't think I'd have an issue with that it, it'd be weird but it'd be like okay that's fucking annoying Although, this article does mention uh, it's not clear if it would extend to character skins or video roles. If I'm playing Apex Legend and they release, like, a Dr. Pepper skin for Gibraltar, you can bet I'd buy that because I do love me some Dr. Pepper. And watching yeah. Gibraltar, like, his giant-ass shield with a big old Dr. Pepper logo on it, what's better than, you know, beating the <laughs> hell out of somebody as they're already down with, you know, giant Dr. Pepper logo. But I could see that getting Dr. out Pepper. of control really fast. <laughs> Dr. Pepper skin, Dr. Pepper weapon skins, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Pepper charm, weapon charms. Every time you fire your gun, it sounds like opening a can of Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny, but it'd also be like, oh, Rush. Yeah. Come on. What is happening? As funny as that is to think about, yeah, I think small and obtrusive ads, I couldn't, I couldn't care less about those. companies right when 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 you give them an inch they gonna take it and they'll give them to a mile they this is this is how i think about it right i like ads to like how the nba has them 
having to wear the litter on the jersey or the on the suit on the basketball player. It's cool like that. I'm fine with ads like that. Like how you guys said, if they put it on the billboard and I'm driving in GTA and I just pass by a billboard, all right, they didn't stop my game. All right. However, we gave these companies up. I'm not going to say we. Um, the console, I'm going to use the console because it's a new company. The console gave these people the ability to pass. We gave them the name to fix their game for the greater good. And now they proceed to drop games that are not as good. So, knowing how these companies are, I have a very strange feeling it's going to go from like how Hertz and Echo said. Um, it's going to go from them being like, oh, a billboard or a console or whatever, to where it, to where they're on the loading screens or you know they're doing something with a character. They're gonna take it and make it into a monoline, and 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 we can't we can't stop them. Like how Echo said, we understand the business behind advertising. We have to, but I just think as long as it stays in free to play games and doesn't intrude too heavily, once you start putting in pay games, I'm instantly done with it. Like when it when it popped up in 2K, I said no, because you couldn't skip it. You had to sit there and watch that minute ad on Twitter. Like, that was fucking ridiculous. But as long as it's not intrusive upon the gameplay, then I'm I'm relatively cool with it. But like I said, I don't I don't think I think they're gonna push this. Yeah, I guess it depends on if they go for the the movie style advertising where like you mentioned before, there's just little hints here and there. Or the T V style advertising, which is every fifteen minutes you have to break the commercials. Or every five minutes now, I don't know. I don't watch TV. Yeah, um, I don't watch TV. <laughs> exactly, because I mean, it's it's uh, if you've ever seen was it Wayne's World one or two? It might have been two, where they have that whole like three or four minute scene talking about advertising in movies and like they're breaking out the Doritos and the Coca Cola Classic and yeah. all this stuff, yeah. like poking fun <laughs> of the industry. Yeah, if it's just like little things like that. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter too much. But man, if I'm playing a game and all of a sudden the game is stopped so I can watch a commercial for something, that game is uninstalled. Like I'm not yeah. never playing that game again. The only and that's what I feel like they're gonna do. The only other thing I, mean, I, I could see that would like bother people is if it's I don't I don't know if you guys like get immersed in games or if like immersion is a big thing. But like if you're like playing just for example, like a dead space game, you know, and then you see an ad for like like Coca Cola or some shit, you know, like on the walls of some space station. Like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, there might I mean, be there might be Coke in the future. I guess it depends on the type of ad for that one. If it's like yeah. a like a modern looking ad, that would be really strange. But if Coke yeah. goes out of their way to make an ad that looks like it would fit in the Dead Space universe, that would actually be really cool. Yeah. So I guess like I play uh, American Truck Simulator, where all you do is you know deliver cargo across the country. A lot of fun. And I recently downloaded mods that adds things like real billboards to the world and like Walmart and all these big companies and stuff. So yeah, that that's feels that's more that, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like some you, you sometimes sometimes the advertisements can be nice. Like because in that game it's kind of cool driving down the highway and then you see a big ad for Hardee's or something like that. Like that helps. That's with the like yeah, it helps with the immersion. But yeah. sometimes those those ads could potentially like. Depending but on I'm how they're executed. I'm gonna be honest though. I feel like if with any good game, 
Like, when I was playing, if, if, I feel like all of us get immersed in games. Like, when, when you play a game, if you're not immersed in a game, it's not that good of a game. Like, when I was playing Red Dead 1, Red Dead 2, God of War, God of War 1, 2, and 3, when I was playing games of that caliber, I got immersed into the game. I didn't want to put the game down because I was that attached to the game. When, when you have a great game, you get immersed in it. So I don't think even immersion as, like, as long as it doesn't, if it pulls you out of your immersion, I think that's a problem. And with how some of these companies are, I feel like they will do that. They will take you out of your whole immersion just to throw a, a minute ad in your face to get that money. That would be so weird to see, like, the Charlie Sheen ad in, like, Red Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... That'd be hilarious. I think it's going to be kind of a mix between, you know, how well it's implemented to not break the immersion, as well as how much it offsets their reliance on cash shops. Like, as if a few more ads in the game that are unobtrusive means that they stop with these, like, pay-to-win strategies and stuff like that, then that seems like an overall good. But if we get, you know, ads that interrupt gameplay, and on top of that, you pay 50 bucks and you get to win every game you play, then that's just, that's horrible development in general. So I guess it, it's, I guess we're in, again, a kind of a wait-and-see sort of situation where it could not be the worst thing ever. But like you said, it could easily be the worst thing ever by allowing these companies a bit of a bit too much freedom to start slapping ads wherever they want in their games. So I feel like it's going to be a point where there's going to be a Wild West time where you get a lot of games that start doing these really shitty ads that everyone hates and then everyone stops playing them and then the other companies are like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. And they kind of fine-tune what works for putting these in-game ads. I just hope that it doesn't affect games that I like. <laughs> you know? Sounds like uh, Google Stadia and Austin. Yeah. Be like, you guys just, just need to wait. Just wait on until Google Stadia is going to take off. Yeah. It's going to be great. Hey, it's, he, it's, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. He was part right. I mean, game streaming is going to take off, but Google just fucked Man, it. Man, <laughs> you need to say that topic when Austin's here. So that yeah. it, cause, cause I feel like I, I don't, don't want to speak for her. But when when we were discussing it the last time on the podcast, we were just discussing when we first started. Um, when when you look at those episodes, everyone was pretty much eh about it, and then Stadia collapsed. That that I was like, don't get me wrong, I I see the potential of Stadia, I see it for older games, but I don't, I, but I cannot. I feel like the stigma that I have from when I was growing up as a kid of me always trying to use streaming services like OnLive and shit like that, that might be what is pushing me so against it because it didn't work back then. And I see people already not wanting to do it. The only people I see wanting to do it is if you can download the game too. So not to keep this topic off the rails too much, but I would like to bring up GeForce Now, which has been doing fairly well as long as you have a decent internet connection, works really well. But that's straight up streaming on a server somewhere in the world that's doing all of the processing for you. So you can have you can have some garbage computer and play a AAA title in like gorgeous graphics. So I mean, I, it's definitely the the technology is there. It's just you know there's infrastructure to worry about. Not everybody has the best internet to support something like that. So it's kind of a in the future, this will probably be more viable than it is now. 
but it's not bad now. It's just hard to access. Well, no, I'm not saying some of your stuff is bad, but um, it, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because you you can ask Kirk. My my internet has fallen off, but I used to have some of the greatest internet of all time. So so when when I would try to stream games, even on my pretty strong internet at that time, it was still pretty. I mean, like I said, at the time. Streaming has improved significantly. I, I wouldn't say that before anything else. So I'm not still against it as I was back uh, on those few pods back then. Uh, on that old. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think it'll ever be the dominant. And that's what Austin was arguing. He was arguing that it was going to not. He said it was going to take over. I see the subscription plans taking over. But I don't see the streaming plans taking over. It might. If but it, it, it if it does it'll be like later in the future. I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be like in the next ten years. I mean maybe it'll be in in ten years. Maybe next twenty, thirty maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Problem is, is it's just that not everybody has the same like not every like you said maybe ten twenty years from now and even then I don't see everybody having the same internet speed altogether because I feel like that's what it is that's stopping streaming from really taking off it's the it's it's how different everybody's speeds are in, in, in internet and on internet hey, okay. like the majority of people have access to internet so okay do you know like how much data like it uses like we, we've been talking about internet speed but like how much how much data you use when you stream I mean, probably about as much as watching Twitch, because all you are doing is you're sending out a tiny amount of data for inputs, and then you're receiving a video stream. Mm. Like, you're not receiving graphics and stuff like that. Like, it's just sending you what's already been processed on their end. So it, it'd be like a spending a day watching YouTube or spending a day watching Twitch. Mm. It, it'd be about the same as that. Yep. And I mean, really, it's it's like you said for the not everybody has the best internet. I mean, that's an ongoing funnel that we've had in general for the internet that's slowly getting better. And, like, with the advent of 5G and, you know, technology built off of that, we can start seeing that infrastructure problem start to shrink. Because if you can get super high-speed internet over the air, then there's no need anymore for companies to spend millions of dollars running fiber optic lines across the country when they can just direct towers here and there and build up some servers. So, like... I think we're going to start seeing in the next, you know, 10, 20 years or so, much more availability for really good high-speed internet, and with that, game streaming will become much more viable. Um, so it's, it's, the technology for streaming is there, the infrastructure for it isn't, and once the infrastructure is there, I don't see why streaming wouldn't start blowing up. That's, and that's what I'm saying, I think that's, that's what's going to stop them. Is the is they won't do it. If well, if 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 those companies weren't so insistent on having limits on on internet, now I can't speak about Europe, but I can speak about America. Yeah. If, if they want those limits, that's always gonna the the infrastructure, like you said, will never consistently be there. It will always have that broken point. Yeah, but if say Microsoft starts up their streaming service, and 
the only thing stopping them from getting the entire country gaming on their streaming service, they're going to go to internet service providers and work out a deal. Like, hey, your data caps are ruining the industry. I'll give you s X amount of money for people who are accessing my service on your uh, uh, on your service. That. That's what Arsenal said. Exact same thing Arsenal said. Much as I hate agreeing with him. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, money talks. And if you can make money uh, much easier, because not everybody wants to buy a console, not everybody wants to build or buy a PC, if someone's got a $15 USB stick they can plug into their TV and then play these beautiful games, Microsoft's going to want people paying for their service and buying their little $15 stick. And if the thing standing in their way is some ass-backwards internet service provider that's putting data caps that, you know, only affect the customer, Microsoft's going to throw some money at them so that they can make more money over time. And when you've got even more companies like Google and Amazon and NVIDIA all wanting to have their own game streaming service, that's a lot of money that's going to be pushed towards those ISPs to make their shit better. So, I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, I think... I think inevitably game streaming is going to be games, maybe in our lifetime, maybe by the time we're super old, but I just think it's inevitable based on the way technology is going. So ads and games, exactly. <laughs> That's why I wasn't talking. I was trying to grab the seat. Now, what what I was gonna say is I don't know how true that is. Because and the only reason why I say that is because Google ha has a shit ton of money, right? They tried their damnedest to make that shit work. And Google also they likes their gaming products, man. They do, but they they. I saw. Listen, I saw ads for stadiums pop up when I had my fucking computer. So. That's why I'm saying, if Google, if that's the case, why didn't Google walk up to, let's say, a Verizon or a Optimum or, or whatever and say, we want to come do this, upgrade you shit so that they can stream our things better? Know what I'm saying? Because Google, you, you said Google, and Google tried it. And well, Google stated it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, well, but now, I mean... There was a time when almost nobody had the internet, and people were like, oh, it's just a passing fad, and now almost everyone has the internet, because infrastructure's gotten better, accessibility's gotten better, and it's only getting better. And as I brought up, like, 5G and over-the-air service in general, like, when it gets to the point where it costs so little money to deliver internet to more people, there's no reason they wouldn't, because it's very costly to run lines to, like, rural areas. But if all you got to do is put up a tower, set up a server so that you can support that tower, and that's barely even close to the cost of what it would cost to run lines out to all those places and build all that stuff up. So, like, it's just kind of, we're already moving that direction. It's just the gaming industry is a bit ahead of the curve, or at least what they're wanting is a bit ahead of what's possible. But, it, I mean, it's... It's just money sitting there waiting. Like, they're going to want to do that no matter what. And as soon as they're able to do it viably, there's no reason they'd stop. Like, like I said, I eventually. Like I said, I, I do hear what you're saying. But they are 100% open to sales. 
the only crime I had, and I, like I said, it's too early to tell because we don't have these powers up yet. However, I still think that these these little piece of shit internet companies, you know, I think they're gonna say, okay, we might be able to get a billion at at Google giving us the money to set up online and stuff like that. You could throw them, but we, we might get two billion at limited like cuz th- that's how I feel like they're looking at it right now. They're getting I mean, more money off that I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a a internet guru, so I don't know how how it works. You guys you guys could expose me right now all day. Well, but uh, that's just how I'm looking at it. I'm just I'm like Google is big, right? That's Google is massive. But when Google tried to do their like Google Fiber shit, like it's it's not just Google versus like Comcast, right? Like, hey, I want it's Google versus multiple companies. It's Google versus like Comcast, AT and T, like all the all the all the uh, like pre- uh, internet cable providers, and it's got to be like not just Google. Cause Google's always going to lose against them because they're going to be like, why would we do that to this one company, right? But well, like, I mean, like the reason why Google Fiber failed is because it was so expensive. It was so expensive that they decided they were going to try to float cables in the air with weather balloons just because of how much it costs to dig trenches, lay down cables, fill it back in, and then connect it up to houses, which is why I think wireless is where we're really going to start seeing the change because it's so much less expensive. Like Google had, Google probably could have afforded to run all those lines and start up their own internet service, but it's just like, I think they saw that the cost of setting it up versus the projected amount of customers within the first few years was a bit too much to spend. It, Google could probably in, in erect their own towers for internet use. Like I think Amazon has mentioned wanting to do the same. Like Again, wireless is kind of what's going to be that gap or what bridges that gap. And But th- that's what I'm saying. Why if, if as, as a company, if I saw that Google now – it's it's expensive right now. However, as a company, if if I saw Google tried it in the mo- in the monster that Google is, do they have the like you said they do have the money to do it, but the expenses wouldn't the expenses wouldn't outweigh the cost, or or the money they gain wouldn't out outweigh the expenses that they incur. So, from that point of view, why would they proceed to then say, oh, we'll do streaming? We'll, we'll do it that way because won't they think the same thing that Google said? It, it, it's, it's not worth the cost. They don't have the customers. Well, I mean, I guess it depends because if it costs far less to, like, say, in a nicely populated area, everyone has, like, the way it works now is there's usually, like, maybe a couple companies you can actually get internet from. And if they're putting, like, data caps on their service or you know, after you reach so much data, your service slows down, stuff like that, and Google, you know, erects a tower or something like that, and we're like, we don't have any data caps, if you join us, you're going to see a lot of people switching to that. Like, it's, and then the other companies are going to have to follow suit, either get rid of their data caps or rethink their strategy for it. Didn't they have that, though? Not, they did that with fiber, and fiber was successful. Yeah, and it failed because of the expenses. No, fiber was successful in urban areas, but the expensive part became rural areas. Because it was a lot, yeah. But if you can, er- but if you can erect a tower, that's far less money than running cable. 
and then they could easily, like, if they decided to be an internet service provider, they could easily, like, I live out in a rural area right now, and the internet is, like, okay at best. If someone came in with some sort of super fast connection that's around the same price that didn't cut out every 10 seconds, I'd lose that in a heartbeat. Like, it's kind of, they'd have, they don't personally have to take that step of providing internet, but as internet gets better, they'll have the option to provide those streaming services. And internet is only getting better. I mean, if you look at high-speed internet today versus high-speed internet 10 years ago, it's like twice or thrice as fast as it used to be. It's it's getting there. It's just, it's going to be, it's it's probably not, in the next few years, game streaming will be the main way to play games. It's in the next, who knows how long, like 30 or some odd years before people no longer want to buy a thing to play their games. They just play it wherever and however because the internet is such a an afterthought. Don't get me wrong. I, I do agree with you that the internet is a getting faster. However, the counterpoint that is that I'm here meeting people right the fuck. My my limit is being hit quicker too. So at the same time, the the increase in speed is not matching and, and this is this is my point. Right? Internet is getting better. But you also have to worry about the fact that they still do prefer to make their money off people paying for more, for faster speeds and, and more, and and bigger gaps. I, and I, I think and I, I think that's the like problem with streaming. I, I don't mean, think they'll ever get that as long as that is still the way it is. The the data cap thing, as far as I'm concerned, is a predatory practice that's not going to be able to be viable much longer. I mean, surprisingly, the the internet company that we're with right now out in the middle of nowhere, um, there's no data cap. Like, we have high-speed internet, do whatever you want with it, however much you want every month. <coughs> and the company we're on now undercut everybody in the area because everyone else had somewhat high-speed internet with a data cap. These new guys came in. Yeah, these new guys came in. They had the, the, uh, the funds, I guess, to lay fiber lines all throughout these backwoods areas. And then they're like, hey – we're really fast, and you can use us as much as you want. And now, like the other one of the other internet companies in the area doesn't even exist anymore. Like everyone switched over to this new faster internet with no data cap. And as that becomes a more viable option, really, like urban areas are what ho- are what's holding it back because there's so many people, and they cut deals with cities so that you know only their service can be provided. Once stuff like that stops happening, is when you're going to really start seeing. Especially the elimination of data caps. I can't believe that in 2022 we still have data caps, but <laughs> hopefully hey, yeah. soon. Europeans don't either, right? They don't have money. them, right? Uh, I in, think it depends. Europe? Yeah, I think there's certain places where they don't have it. I think it's based on the company. There yeah. might be some countries that have passed some laws to keep that from happening because it's it's a, a fake problem. Like these data caps, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter how much a single user uses, it doesn't affect other users, really. Like, the data caps are just a way to gouge customers for money. So I think in some countries we might have seen some laws kind of somewhat heading that off. But, I mean, as more people realize that they're just getting scammed and then another company comes through without that scam, then it's going to have to change the, the industry. Now, do you think these companies should be playing – I'm going to use phone addressing – do you think because they're the newer company, they're having the, the new data caps, and once the other companies out, then they're getting the 
you get back on the ground, they're going to be like, oh, you know what? Come here and take a look at this thing. You need to add some real stuff right here. Because I feel like some companies will definitely do that. Or do you think, or do you not see that happen? And if it does happen, it'll be like, eh, it's a little disappointing, but I'm good. I mean, we've already kind of seen that with, like, free-to-play games since, I don't know, like, I don't remember how long ago, but pay-to-win games were actually relatively big for a while um, because free-to-play was somewhat new and it being kind of a, like, it wasn't everywhere like it is now. So seeing a game that you enjoy playing and you're like, oh, if I pay 20 bucks, I get to beat everybody. Why wouldn't I do that? And then as free-to-play games got bigger and pay-to-win started being seen as the shit show it actually is, more people went for, like, skins and and stuff that doesn't affect gameplay, but they still get people to buy it just because they like having that extra stuff. I mean, that's just, that's the way markets work, as you can't stop people from doing these predatory uh, ways of doing business, but it becomes less viable the less people are willing to buy it. <laughs> so, so there might be a clear cut option. Like when I was in the um, before I got unlimited data for my phone, uh, AT and T didn't have unlimited data. Um, and then Verizon got unlimited data. Then everybody got unlimited data. But now I'm starting to see talk with them going back to limited data because of issues. So. Issue is they didn't scale their infrastructure to the amount of users they have. The data caps wouldn't fix that. It would just the the way That's it the way it quote unquote fixes that is it forces people not to use the service they're paying for. But That's my point. with more competition, like it's not going to be viable to do that. Even if they do switch back to doing data caps, and then company X and Y still don't have it, then people are just going to be company X and Y. It's it's kind of inevitable, like, even though we are pretty stupid, like, consumerism is a really simple concept, I pay for what I like, and if someone is offering something you like more than the other guy, then you're gonna pay for it, that you like more, like. But the thing is, capitalism also runs with our money, so, they'll wait for you to switch over, and then once that other company dies out, they'll just take the same thing that the other company did, as, as, as we've seen. Maybe. We'll see. Ma- yeah, like I said, nothing's guaranteed. I could be 100%. Disney could take off in, in 2023, and I could be out here making videos. Yeah, I'd be we amazed. Don't know wha- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We don't know what could happen. But, like I said, I just, you know, my my bad and bitter taste of streaming has definitely put a rough texture on gaming for me. Which is fair. But, um, has, has everybody gotten their final takes? Yeah. Herc, you good over there, Herc? I'm good. You got nothing more to say? I'm good. Okay, let's go to a Fuck right. internet. Fuck these internet companies, data cap ass <laughs> shit. I don't even know what episode this is. I don't want to say episode one, but. Because I, I, I don't remember before we took the hiatus. But I will, I will figure it out and it will be in the title. It has been your boy Huey, also known as Devious. We have the 
the new Epid, who will be here quite regularly. Sup? And Herc. Danser le long des golfes clairs, là des reflets d'argent, la mer, des reflets changeants sous la pluie, la mer au ciel d'été, confond ses blancs moutons. Avec les anges si purs, la mer, bergère d'azur infinie. Voyez, près des étangs, ces grands roseaux mouillés. Voyez, ces oiseaux blancs. Chanson d'amour, la mer a bercé mon cœur pour la vie. 